0: Hello there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 199 of the People-Powered Business Podcast. 200 episodes next week everyone that's very very exciting and i want to thank those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast for your ongoing support it is so exciting to be hitting 200 episodes and for those new to the podcast welcome along i'm very happy to have you here as well starting 2024 off well with a brand new podcast so super excited for next week's 200th episode of the podcast i tell you what you asked me when I first started this podcast whether I thought I would be recording 200 episodes. I don't think the answer would have been yes. It's really tricky when you're podcasting because you you can see that there's people listening, like the, the apps tell you that there's certain numbers of people listening, but you've got no idea who they are, where they're at, what they're finding interesting, what they're not finding interesting. So it is fabulous and very exciting to be celebrating 200 episodes very soon. Now, before we get into it, Happy New Year. At the time this episode is going live, it is our first episode for 2024. Ooh, I hope it's going to be a good year for everyone. I'm feeling good about it. Good energy, good vibes. How was your Christmas? I hope it was fabulous. Are you on a break? Are you still on a break? Are you back from the break? How was the break? I'm hoping a few of you are having an extended break. I feel like there was a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders who needed a little bit of an extra break uh, this last year, it's, it's been busy, right? It's been tough. So, um, I'm hoping you're listening to this, um, sitting back on a beach drinking a cocktail of something really fabulous. But welcome to 2024. It's great to have you here and I'm really looking forward to bringing you some awesome discussions with guests this year. We've got guests already lined up for the podcast, um, and some really insightful conversations to help you with all things people in your business. Now, I thought we'd kick off 2024 by sharing the top five or the five top team trends for the year, the things you're expecting to see in the market when it comes to your people um, and what the research is showing us is coming. I'm going to chat about what I'm actually seeing on the ground in terms of the real life impact of some of these trends and why being aware of them is really important for you as a business owner or a leader in a business so that you can plan and be ready So what are the trends that we are expecting to see? So I've recently reviewed some uh, research out of Randstad. Randstad are a recruitment and human resources consultancy business. And the research was shared by the Australian Human Resources Institute of, which, of course, I am a member. And uh, so it was a very broad research piece looking at largely what the trends were going to be have the biggest influence over the Australian employment landscape in the next year. So this research was done with that employment-focused lens on, uh, but still think it's very important for all small businesses to be across what these trends are, what we're predicting um, for the year to come. So let's run through the top five trends that they are anticipating to Uh, overshadow the employment sector in the next 12 months. Not the employment sector, the employment market generally. So this is our hiring and our keeping of people. The first one probably won't surprise too many of you if you've tried to recruit in the last 12 to 18 months. Scarcity of the right talent with the right skills. Very important. So this is about finding people with the right skills to do the job and Quality talent, you know, the right fit for your business, people who are reliable, all of those kind of things. We the the research is predicting that the employment market is going to stabilize, but at least 50% of leaders predict this is still going to be an ongoing issue for them throughout 2024. And look, you would know if you have tried to hire staff in the last probably two to three years, it is tough in every market, in every location, for every position. Certainly some of you have had a harder time of it than others. Shout out to the tradies, shout out to the allied health professionals, uh, and shout out to all of the professional services industries who have had an incredibly tough time finding skilled and qualified staff for the last few years. This is going to continue, unfortunately. Um, I'll share what I'm seeing on the ground in a moment, but this uh, lack of great staff, great talent is going to continue. So that's going to be something you really need to be aware of and prepared for. The second trend again, not surprisingly, is an increased demand for tech skills. Now, this is consistent with what has been an ongoing trend for the last few years as workplaces upgrade their tech stacks, rely on tech in different and new ways. Obviously, we need different skills in our business, right? Interestingly, the the research noted that there has been a 2,000% uptick increase in searches for talent with particular AI skills in the last period of time. So employers are on the lookout big time for talent with very specific AI skills relevant to their business. Again, it doesn't surprise me at all this trend, but I think this is going to be a trend on steroids in the next 12 months. It is going to be big. And there's some things that we can do about that, which I'll share with you in a moment. The third trend, again, not surprising is the impact of AI on our businesses and our staffing needs. And this is not just about reducing roles, which I think is everyone's default, right? We think, oh, AI is turning up. It's going to get rid of you know all these positions. AI will absolutely change the landscape of the type of people we need in our business. But I don't think that's a bad thing. AI is also going to create new roles that currently don't exist. I was having a conversation, um, we've got teenagers in our household, and we were talking about jobs and what they want to do. And I said, look, there's probably not a lot of point thinking too much about it because the jobs you're going to have probably don't exist yet, which for some of them will be true. You know, there are some, of course, jobs that still will exist and have existed for many, many years. And some of our kids may go in that direction, but there is absolutely an argument that putting pressure on 16 year olds to make decisions about the rest of their life right now is ludicrous when the jobs that they will probably end up in literally don't exist yet. So I find that absolutely fascinating and AI is going to create new jobs that currently don't exist and it will reduce other jobs. So it's going to be a real change up in how we do things. I'm really interested to watch that. I'm really fascinated by that trend. The fourth trend is the need. And I emphasize the word need here. and I'm going to unpack why in a moment to optimize hybrid work models. So creating environments where hybrid work is productive, efficient good for business, good for people. It's not working so well for a lot of organizations currently. And we saw a big push in 2023 of employers trying to push staff back to offices. It was not accepted well by employees. I think it might be the understatement of the century. It, employers largely thought in 2023, right, that's it, all over. We're going back to five days a week in the office. And guess what? It didn't fly. And there's a lot of employers with their arms up in the air saying hybrid work doesn't work. Well, guess what? You've got to make it work. It is the only way forward. So optimizing hybrid work models is a definite trend. And the final trend that they are very certainly predicting is that wage inflation is going to put pressure on organizational sustainability. What does that mean? The pressure on wages, so employees asking for pay rises and the market demanding you give them pay rises, is going to put pressure on how you do business. And the structure you have now may be impossible to maintain with wages on the rise the way that they are. Now, I totally empathize with employees asking for pay rises in the environment we are in right now. They are trying to work on the same salary or... Aligned salary with what they've been on for many years. And the cost of living is exorbitant. I walked out of the supermarket again the other day with like one bag of groceries and it was a hundred dollars. Like it was ridiculous. And it's not stopping, right? It's off the boil a little, but it's not stopping. So that puts puts pressure on wages. There is no two ways around it. The problem is our businesses can't just keep paying more and more in wages, can they? I'm sure you've experienced this. There is a limit. There's a ceiling What are we going to do about that? Because this is going to be huge. So that is definitely an issue. So the five trends that this report has identified are the scarcity of the right talent with the right skills and increased demand for tech skills in the workplace. The impact AI is going to have on our teams and our workplaces, the need to optimize hybrid work models better, and the fact that wage inflation will undoubtedly put pressure on the sustainability of businesses and how we're going to navigate that. I'm not surprised by any of those trends whatsoever. They were all really already in play, but they will continue. And they will probably be the five things that will color and focus and frame the employment market, our ability to find and attract and keep staff in the next 12 months. So what am I actually seeing on the ground? Now, I work with hundreds of different businesses every week, um, Some more closer than others, obviously, but I'm certainly hearing from different industries, from different locations, from different sized businesses in order to see what's literally happening. And and I've sort of narrowed this down to the top three of these that I think are having the biggest impact right now and that I think will continue to have the biggest impact for the next 12 months. For me, the wage pressure issue is huge and it's causing business owners a lot of stress, a lot of angst, a lot of uncertainty. How I see this playing out right now and in the future is that businesses are going to need to rethink their staffing structure. They're not going to be able to afford the staffing structure they have, and they're going to need to find new ways of doing things in order to be able to pay for the right people because the wage pressure will be there, but maybe not as many of the right people or in a different way or a different format. It's not going to be maintainable to have the existing staffing structures in a lot of businesses because of this wage pressure issue. So it's simply not going to be financially viable to run your business how you've previously run it with wages on the up. And if you've got profit margins, you will know this. You will know this already. One of the examples I've seen really become a, a quite a big issue already is if we look at something like businesses who supply via the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme in Australia, their prices are capped they can only charge certain amounts for certain things because that's all the NDIS allows for. And if you work in the allied health and disability space, likelihood is you need to be an NDIS provider to be in business. Like it's, it's pretty tight, right? That, that whole market, it's pretty controlled by the NDIS. Now the NDIS haven't put up their rates, have they? You've got a fixed fee that you can charge to the NDIS slash to the client for the service you provide yet your employees are asking for maybe a 25% salary increase in some cases. How on earth are you going to do it? It's really stressful. And you're going to have to think laterally. You're going to have to think about the fact that how things have been done, maybe forever in your experience, might need to change. I heard an example of this actually. This isn't about wage pressure, but it is about things working differently. I was chatting to a, a colleague who is also in a similar space And they were sharing about an organization they were working with who is in a consulting environment, a very high-pressure consulting environment, and are running four-day work weeks. Now, in that industry, that is absolutely unheard of. And they're able to get a competitive advantage on talent by providing this environment. So sometimes thinking laterally and doing things in a way that you thought might be impossible, but in fact is possible, might be the only solution to navigate this wage pressure problem. So that's number one for me. I'm seeing it across the board from all different industries, but some areas like an NDIS provider in particular, it's a real conundrum what you can do because you can't just put your prices up. It's not an option. The second biggest impact I'm already seeing is the impact of AI. And I kind of like it. So recently I was at my business mastermind meeting with some other wonderful business owners, and one of the people in the group was sharing about a fulfillment facility that they were considering using at the time. They need to ship stock around the place, um, which you know, many businesses do, obviously. And they were sharing this new, very high-tech, AI-driven facility that they'd visited to consider moving their stock movements to there. And the tech in this place was unreal. They had robots picking products from shelves, dragging products to lines. They still had a human impact in that there was humans checking orders, but the humans who were checking the orders are wearing these glasses or goggles, if you like, that have technology built into them that automatically scans what they're looking at to alert them if there's something missing from the order or the box or the delivery, whatever it is. It's totally basically... Human error is impossible in this place. It's so cool. I love it. I'm all about it. And I'm not concerned in any way that people are going to lose jobs because of this, because other jobs are going to be created. People can be reskilled and upskilled. So I think it's going to have massive impact. Imagine if you're sending stock and products around the place and you can go to a facility like this to do it where there's basically zero, well, very close to zero chance of error. What How life-changing that could be for your business, where you've currently got a system where people make human errors, there's lots of customer service calls, there's lots of returns, all gone by this solution. It's amazing. The reality with AI as well is if you aren't using it and your competitors are, you are going to fall behind and lose. And I've worked with businesses in the last 12 months who have had this struggle. They were behind on really embracing the tech that was available to them and their competitors weren't. They found themselves behind in the market very, very quickly. So for me, the impact of AI is already hitting. I'm excited to see what else it does. I'm loving playing with it in my business, absolutely. Um, And I think it's going to revolutionize some businesses. And the third key trend that I'm seeing on the ground to be a real issue, not issue, yeah, issue for a lot of businesses, is this whole hybrid work issue. People don't want to go back into offices five days a week, most people at least, So organizations that were trying to push people back into offices have lost because people just left because they can in this market, right? They can just turn around and find another job, another job that suits them better. I'm seeing it firsthand in the recruitment campaigns that I'm managing for businesses. I think I've shared this story in the podcast before, but throughout this last quarter, actually, I've been running two recruitment campaigns for different businesses, but for very similar, if not almost identical positions, same skill set, same experience level, roughly the same hours one was completely work from home the other was in office slash hybrid number of applications over 2000 versus about 20 literally so people have an appetite to be much more flexible with where they work and it's it's absolutely manageable so if you've got desk-based positions this is something you need to nail because That's going to be the only way to attract and retain talent. People are not interested if they can do a job from home in going somewhere to do the job. And anything that's desk-based can be done from home. There's no doubt about it. So you need to figure it out. You need to optimize it. Now, I'm not saying that there is no value in having people in offices at all. I think the hybrid model is the best model because it gives you the best of both worlds getting people all in one room to collaborate, to create, to connect. Still very important. I don't doubt that. And that's why optimizing this hybrid model is key. And I'm seeing it play out with the numbers of applicants we get for recruitment campaigns, with the organizations I'm working with and the feedback we're getting from the teams there. It is critical. So they're my top three, wage pressure, impact of AI, and the need to optimize your hybrid work models. So why is it so important that we are aware of this now? Are you thinking look, it's still very early January, just give me a moment. (laughs) I'm still on a holiday, I'd like another cocktail before I start thinking about this. Sure, I get it, And, and that's totally okay too, but this is not the time to stick your head in the sand. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to these things, and it's really important that you are aware of these trends so that you can head them off at the pass. If you know that there is a scarcity for the right talent with the right skills, You can make some plans so that when an excellent person, an excellent candidate is in front of you saying, I'd love to work for your business, even if you're not ready to hire, you can find a way to hire because you know that in six months when you really need to hire, it's going to be hard to find someone. So being ready to be on the front foot with that kind of talent is essential. So It's not going to be as easy as it used to be to ramp up a team quickly to meet demand. Having a plan in place so that if someone perfect comes along, you can find a way to use them is going to be key. We know there's going to be an in-demand, an increased demand, I should say, for tech skills. How do we plan for that? If you are not already training your people for new technology, start now. It's going to take time for some people to get their head around this and to get upskilled in this part, in this space. It's also moving so quickly that you may need to train and retrain, right? It is way easier to upskill and train up your people than it is to hire externally, like we've just discussed. (laughs) Talent pool is short and you can fall behind very quickly as a business if you are not ready for this tech avalanche that's coming. So being aware of this and being able to get some training plans in place to budget out for the training is essential. The impact of AI will be your competitive advantage. Knowing how to use it to your advantage better than your competitors will give you the edge in the market. So awareness of what's available. How am I going to use it? How am I going to get the team trained up? Who can be our champion of this new piece of technology to help bring the rest of the team along? Also important. And honestly, if you have any desk-based roles in your business, you need to be thinking right now about how to optimize a hybrid work model that gives you productivity, that gives you connection, that gives you the best results for that position in your business, and also allows you to attract and retain the best people who want hybrid work. It's about awareness. It's about being conscious that these trends are happening so that you are ready to combat them when the time is right for your business. Because I think every single business will be impacted by these trends, all five of them in the next 12 months. So awareness is everything, right? So today we've spoken about the top five trends to watch out for when it comes to your team in 2024. I've shared with you what I am seeing on the ground in real time and what I think are going to be the biggest impacts. And hopefully I've encouraged you about the importance of awareness for these trends so that you are ready to deal with them when the time is right. Okay, that is a wrap for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Next week is our 200th episode. Can't wait for that. Please join me for that episode. It's going to be an extra special one. In the meantime, of course, if you would like to connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders, and managers, join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes, wherever you are listening, or you just search HR Support Australia in Facebook groups and you'll find us there. All right, that is a wrap for me. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll talk to you again next week on the podcast.